I'm Dr. Clyde Posley, and I'm your host of Moves That Matter. I'm glad to have you here again. We have a fantastic show set up for you. And let me just take this opportunity to thank all of you, all of my viewers from wherever you're viewing from. I appreciate the shares that you put up. I'm, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm believing God for something extraordinary today. And that's what great faith does. I'm asking you to help me get 50 shares. I'm asking you to help me get 50 shares. I want you to hit the share button, but I want you to help me get to the number of 50 shares. And in Jesus name, I'm believing that today for 50 shares uh, of this Moves That Matter broadcast. Now, I want to remind you that you can get this. You can get the Moves That Matter broadcast on YouTube, on the YouTube channel. You can get it on YouTube. You can get it on my uh, website, drclyposey.com. You can get it on my Facebook page at, at, at clyposey.com. You can get it on my Facebook page, drclyposey.com, drclyposey, PhD. Uh, you can, you can get the show. I'm, I'm up on Twitter. I'm up on Instagram. Uh, but more than anything, I want you to participate in what I believe is a blessed show. I'm not claiming that my show is the best. My podcast is the best show on. But what I am telling you is that we are bringing some things that are pertinent from health issues to theological issues to social political issues, social economic issues. But more than that, we are talking about what the kingdom of God can do to make your life what God wants it to be. I have a guest who is coming back for part two today of a fantastic show about the power of redemption and a second chance. You do not want to miss this show. God bless you. I'll be right back and we're going to dive right into this powerful time on the Moves That Matter show. Hi, we're back. And once again, I want to welcome Mr. Alfonso Wright back to our studio today. He is the owner and operator of Owls Modern Clothing and Shoesing here in the Castleton area in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we're delighted to have him. Last week, he talked to us about a great part of his redemption story and how the power of God uh, uh, came into his life. We're going to kind of pick up there and uh, uh, in just a moment. But I want to uh, have uh, you, Al, again, welcome. Kind of tell the people you know, about Al's Modern Clothing and Shoes uh, Store there in Castleton, where it's located, what the address is, and uh, what you specialize in. Well, I'm located at 6036 uh, East 82nd Street, like you said, in the Castleton area um, here in, um, in Indianapolis. Um, and, and more of my, I've kind of more or less specialized in um, upscale uh, men's clothing um, and shoes. So if you get a chance, uh, stop by and, and see me, and, and I would love to be your personal clothier. What, what are some of the brands, you know, it, it's not easy. Uh, you know, I, I wear uh, a size 14 shoe, mm-hmm. and it's not easy for me to, uh, you know, uh, to get the shoe, the type of shoe that I want to wear. Often people think uh, that you're trying to be, you know, bougie or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I have to, as you know, yeah. you know, I've been a customer of yours for 30 years. I have to get a shoe that costs more than the average shoe. Yeah. Some kind of brands I know. I'll, I, I particularly, I dominantly wear uh, Mezzalons. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the shoe brands that you? Um, well, I, I carry a lot of the Mezzalons are made in Spain. I carry uh, uh, Italian made shoes also, mm-hmm. um, Emilio Franco's, um, and uh, and then I carry a lot of other domestic shoes mm-hmm. um, as well. But Mezzalons. Uh, my Emilio Frankos are pretty much, as far as my high end, they are mm-hmm. the top of the line. You can get skins. I care right now. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Mezzanine, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, any, anything Gators. a person pretty much would want, mm-hmm. I actually can get. But, right. you know, you just try to get what you feel like, you know, um, the people want. You know what That's I mean? Right. And, and, and with me, 
it's, you got to find your niche. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think uh, I'm, I'm finding my niche here, but because I've had a business here previously for 17 years, I already had established a customer base. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had an idea of, uh, of of the things that I actually should should get. So I I, I see I'm I'm in the store often, and I, and I see um, various styles being worn in the store uh, from the young, more hip hop age. To the black tie, yeah. you know, you 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 have access to uh, uh, custom suits and suits off the rack. Some yeah. in in the less than two hundred dollar range and two hundred dollar range, yeah. but some that are that are high end. Yes. you know that's what I, that's what I like about the store. Okay, uh, my sons, uh, my, one of my sons uh, is is just getting into fashion mm-hmm. and executive business yes. clothes. And uh, but he still likes the, the younger right. modern look that's right. not business right. dress. And so both my sons who are com- committed to fashion are able to uh, to, to shop at the store. Yeah. So it's 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 great, and it's not just uh, uh, a an urban store. Right. You know, it's it's a high end uh, store that meets the needs of all who who enter the doors. Exactly, and, and yeah. I, I I appreciate that, uh, Pastor. As a matter of fact, uh, your son Joshua was just mm-hmm. in just uh, just the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, and he got a. Uh, a few suits and a few ties from mm-hmm. me, um, and I was getting ready to actually wear uh, one of the ties that I had. So <laughs> Josh, I'm like, no, I'm not going to wear this one because <laughs> you know. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, but but uh, yeah, it, it's you try to make it to where you're going to be able to please, you know, at least ninety percent of your customers. You never can right. please a hundred percent of nothing. That's you know right. what I mean? But uh, you want to, pastor, I know that. You know, you, but you want to try <laughs> yeah. to make it to where you can be pleased. So you have people come in and ask for some things you may not have. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have to sit and say to yourself, okay, now if I was to actually get this, how many other people is probably going to want it? So that's a, de- a decision that you have to make as a, as, a, as a business owner because you don't want to have it where you got 10 or 11 things just sitting around. You ordered 12 mm-hmm. and now you only sold one and another 10 are sitting around for another year. Right. You, if you do that with eight or nine items, you pretty mm-hmm. much are going to be out of business. That's true. You have to really be like a forecaster. That is yeah. true. Yeah. One, you know, I brought up one of the, another reason I brought up the shoes is because, you know, a, a person, his name, he, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. He's in paradise now. His, not, his name is Dr. A.L. Kane. Mm-hmm. He talked to me about dressing early, a, a lot in my early years. Okay. And he talked to me about uh, while many men who are uh, into haberdashery or mm-hmm. are into well dressing well uh, think it's just the suit and the tie. But most people, he said, will look, when they look at you, they look at your haircut and they look at your shoes. Yes. And so that's one of the reasons I wear mezzalines yeah. because if I don't have time to run in and get a bunch of shines, the type exactly. of mezzalines that I wear looks right. looks like it's been hey, shined. Man. You know, every right. day. I have on some today. Yes. And they, and they, and they, they look like so when I'm busy, mm-hmm. I still have that shine. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's just a tip that, that that he gave me and it proved to be true. And and you you're you're so right. Um, you know, um I I got obviously a lot of mezzalines and and you really don't have to worry about shining them and all mm-hmm. those kind of things mm-hmm. all the time because they use such a good grade of leather. That's right. And that's why they do cost a little yeah. bit more. Right. Um, but but there's, but it's a good shoe, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely is one of my favorites. Right. Yeah. Very good. Listen. So so let's 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 dive back into um, you know what what challenges. Um, you know, if you want to touch on just briefly for those who may not have been tuned in last week, some of the challenges that turned into turning points uh, for you in your life. Um, with me, I think what uh, really started to make a, a, a change was really me getting myself in the situation I was in as far as, um, you know, uh, getting locked up. Mm-hmm. How uh, long ago was that? That was in that was in 89. Right. You know, so it was, it was quite some time ago. Right. right. But what I can remember, even with that. <laughs> you know, in 88, when I found out that I was, you know, going to be going and everything else, um, I went to my counselor and asked my counselor, uh, 
what class can I take or, or what uh, major can I switch to mm-hmm. after being at school already four and a half years anyway? Mm-hmm. Uh, what major can I switch to so I can graduate by mid-semester? Because I knew a month, five days later, well, I knew that January I was going to go be locked up, mm-hmm. January 29th. So I, and I graduated a month and five days actually before I was locked up. But before that happened, when I knew I was getting ready to go in, what I started doing in 1988 is I started working out. And so now I work out still. Now I run three to five miles a week, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, three to five miles, three, three to five times a week, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and that all started and lift weights. But that all started in 1988 because of me knowing that I was getting ready to go into a tough situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> watching all the movies, never been in a cop car, mm-hmm. never been in any kind now of How trouble. were you this time? I was eight, 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. 19, 19, so you're preparing 20, yourself yeah. for what you I was preparing mean. myself because I said, if you, you know, when you hear about penitentiary, you right. think the worst. So right. I you was don't trying know. To, you don't know. So right. I, I, like I said, I've never been in a cop car. I've right. never been in any kind of trouble. Right. So I got to lift and weight. So I said, I got to get mm-hmm. some size. And so somebody want to try to try me, I, I can protect that's myself, right. you know, that's but right. that became a habit. You know, now that's what I do still to this day, 30 years. But that started because of me actually getting ready to go into penitentiary. Amazing. Then once I was there and even once I was there, that's when I really, truly made my mind up after just sitting around for a few months. I was like, no, I, what am I going to do when I get out of here? And that's when I said, because I'm getting out, I'm getting out. I'm making but, it through uh, this. And that's why I said, I'm going to go ahead and do what my dad said he was going to do for me as far as pursuing my own business. And so that kind of just really gave me a little bit of a push. You know, even though it was a bad situation, mm-hmm. it pushed me in the area to what I'm doing now. It pushed me. There. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up something that um, that that most most people don't know. I just know it because you know we, we're friends, and people somebody needs to hear this. Um, so you did graduate, yes, but the graduation went on while you were incarcerated. Exactly. You know. Yes. Tell them tell them about <laughs> Al's graduation. Well, um, I was just, like I said, I was just at a camp, mm-hmm. and um, and if you don't mind, yes. t- tell tell the, the audience who may not have heard how this whole incarceration process 30 years ago happened, what it was for, because somebody listening to me has a similar story, but they have quit. Mm-hmm. They've assumed that their record dictates who they are. Kind of right. tell them, if you will, and then tell them about your graduation. Okay, well, first of all, you, you, you know, you just don't let nothing hold you back, man. Right. You know what I mean? Um, people go through things in life, and especially mm-hmm. us as blacks, we have a tendency to say, and I don't say this, but I've heard it, mm-hmm. the white man hold me back. No, mm-hmm. you hold yourself back. Right. Don't nobody hold you back, right. you know, but yourself. Yeah. So no matter what... It was your decision. Yes. Right. You just, so what you got to do is you just got to make your mind up mm-hmm. on what you're going to do, and then just go for it. Really, it's, it's that right. simple. But you have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times people sit back and they're not realistic with their goals. I was around the clothing industry. Mm-hmm. I got to know the clothing industry. Right. So for me to want to have a business or whatever, that's being realistic. Mm-hmm. But what would, what, what would have been unrealistic for me to say, oh, I'm in Indianapolis. I'm going to be an Indy, Indy uh, mm-hmm. 500 race car driver. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't drive go-karts when I was younger. Right. You know, I don't know about all that. So that's, that would be unrealistic for me. Right. So you just got to find something that's realistic for you right. that you can love or even grow to love. And then pursue it and walk in that direction, and then it, 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 it'll happen. Let me ask you this. Without being specific, you know, we, we've had some conversation about mm-hmm. this. Without being specific, bring anybody else into it. You know, talk, talk to uh, us, talk to, talk to my audience about how um, a young man could be intelligent enough to have gone through four years of college, but then be tempted uh, with what the world has to offer to sell drugs. Um, we don't have to get into the any specific right. reasons. Right. Well, I why, think but. I think with a lot of time when it comes to doing something such as that, um, 
is people will make excuses for themselves on why they got to do something. Mm-hmm. So and then they'll make excuse on why you got to do something that's wrong uh, to bring you money or what have you. And, and it's, it's an excuse. It's just an excuse. excuse. And you it still was a decision. Right. It still was a decision. And that same energy that you're going to use to go do something wrong, take that energy and use it to do something right. Mm-hmm. And you and you still will be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I went through that um, to and, and I'm where I'm at now. Uh, do I wish it could have been different? I'm not going to sit and say, I'm glad I went to penitentiary. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with me being dealt that hand in my life and that I put up on myself, I just made the best of the situation. And just believe in yourself, have faith, put God first, and, and just. And, and, and then and, there's and, life yeah, after. Exactly. Right. You know, you're, there's life after. You know, it's one thing if you go and they say you got 100 years, you ain't getting out. Right. But if you're getting out, when you, if you back out, you can, That's right. you can make some things happen. And, just, That's right. and I'm not the only one. That's There's right. a many of people. If a young man is, is, is in that camera and he's saying, yeah, that's your story. But I've had so much stuff, you know, happen to me. You know, man, I, I, I ain't no second chance for me. Look into that camera I'm, I'm, and I'm, tell him why the, why you think there's a chance for him there, there's as a, well. There's a chance for you. And I'm going to tell you something. I've got one of my favorite authors who I uh, read, uh, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Awesome. And his dad walked out on him in his life when he was like two years old, never got to see him. The first time he actually saw his dad was 10 years after his dad died at his dad's gravesite. And he went to the gravesite really to the urinate on the man on his dad's site, mm-hmm. you know, the gravesite, because his dad wasn't never in his life. He went to his, his dad's mother's funeral, his grandmother, so he could actually see his dad for the first time. And his dad didn't even attend his own mother's funeral, you know, so. What's this guy's name? Wayne Dyer. Dr. Wayne, Wayne Dyer. Dyer. I'm okay. talking, he's my favorite author. He's written okay. many books. Uh, they call him the doctor of motivation. But he'll let you know you just, you don't let other people dictate your life. You have to make your mind up on what you're going to do and what you're going to be and then just go for it. But he says something that was just so pertinent. Even after all that that he went through, he says, who hasn't gone through something in their childhood or, or what have you? And he said, you know what that's called? So what? We all have gone through something. You know, I know a a, a a female black lady that went through all kind of things in her childhood. I'm talking about some things that, and 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 we all know who she is, and she's the first black billionaire. Oprah Winfrey. And she went through some. She went right. through some things that some other girls be like, "Oh, I'm I'm a stripper now." That's she right. didn't go that route. Her choice. So it's just it's just a choice that you make. And then even as she pursued that, they were starting to try to tell her what she couldn't do, and you don't look a certain way, and all these things. And she didn't let none of that bother her at all. And here it is, Oprah, the age she is now, all those people that tell her she didn't look right or, or didn't look the way she should, she looks better than all of them. Want a job from her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They want a job or, or a loan. Exactly. Yeah. You see what I mean? So yeah. you don't, you just, you make your mind up on what you're going to do. And everybody has gone through something. Right. We all have to certain different degrees, but we all have gone through something. And some people is worse than others. So you you obviously, by the grace of God, you met the Lord. You told us on our last show you met the truly met the Lord yes. in in uh, while incarcerated. Yes, and uh, you came you came to an intimate relationship with yes. Jesus Christ, w- and He kept your mind. Yes, tell me how He tell me how He used that mind to to orchestrate your graduation while incarcerated. Well, <laughs> um, when I I know um, they sent me the commencement book when I when I uh, after I um, after about. The, the commencement book as far as the graduation, they sent that to me while I was there up at uh, Terre Haute. Mm-hmm. And I first thing I did was went over there to the area where I could find my name, make sure it was in there, and it was. And then at that point, I made me a makeshift hat and all those things. I put it like a sheet over my door so nobody could see what I was doing, and I literally held my own 
graduation ceremony in my, walked little, around. In my, in my little room. I walked around everything. Right. Yeah, you know, and right. I just said, hey, thank you, Lord. And when I get out of here, God, I, I said, I promise you, God, I'll make you proud of me. You celebrated yeah. your graduation yes, while incarcerated. By myself. Man, I want somebody yeah. to hear what I hear what I hear, hear what he just said. He celebrated his incar his his graduation. He didn't let that get him no, down no. because he knew that he still had something yes. in his hand. Yes. That was that he could use yes. for later. And I knew that God had me in his hands and oh can't nobody God. take me out of God's hands. You can't take nobody out of God's hands. That's right. And so I knew that and I I, I met a, my godfather who was there and he's gone on to be with the Lord, Mr. Latiscus probably one of the best men I've met in my life. Um, and, and he had a Walgreens here in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and he happened to do like 18, 19 years, and it just so happened that he lived here in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and he got out two weeks after I got out. Was he black or white? Yeah, he was a black guy. He was a black yeah, guy. I'm talking about he, he, he was just a phenomenal man. I learned mm-hmm. a lot from him. And being there. Took you under his wing took, there. Uh, took right. me under his wing. It was my godfather. I'm talking about it was just the – and we and when we both got out, we both mm-hmm. worked at it used to be a, a Howard Johnson's up on Twenty First and Post. It's mm-hmm. now a, a, a Home Depot. Mm-hmm. We worked there at that hotel. He and I both. And what and I was glad to be working there because that the, and when you're in Carson, you're getting anywhere from twenty five cent to a dollar an hour. Mm-hmm. So when I got out and got my little minimum wage job, man, I was I was ecstatic. And so all the other workers were upset. Mm-hmm. And he and I, they said, "You guys work too hard. You do too much. You're making us look bad." I'm like, "No, this is just what we do." You know. I want, best at it. That's powerful, man. I, w- I want you to bring up, you know, something else if you if you, if you could, uh, because the the Af- as African American men, we face a lot of racism and flat out uh, criminalization because we're black yes. at the hands of, of of many who are white and racist. Yes. Talk to the audience just a bit about how some Caucasian people in the justice system helped you. Um, when I remember when they I didn't was- have to. Well, I, 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 when I say, I don't know if I want to use the word help, mm-hmm. but what I can say that what made me realize, you know, is this isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the judge that sentenced me, mm-hmm. um, and he told me this, he says, young man, I've been doing this for 27 years. Uh-huh. And he says, I've never in my life sentenced someone who I felt like that didn't deserve it. And he says, you, I don't feel like deserve it. He says, but because of the amount of what you had in the guidelines, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to have to lock you up. This was the judge in Illinois. Yes, this was the judge in Illinois. Yeah, right. so him just saying that, and he's the judge, just the fact that he him, didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say that, man. Right. And just the fact him saying that, it gave me hope. Hope, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not that bad just because I made a, a wrong decision that right. landed me here. But like I was telling you, in every failure, there's a seed of equivalent, equivalent or greater benefit. Mm-hmm. What am I going to find? What am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I going to get us? And so, and that's, and so that was one thing that I remember mm-hmm. the most. And then they also, with me only having two and a half years, you know, you're not supposed to get six months halfway house. Mm-hmm. You got time that short, you usually get like 30 days. But mm-hmm. well, they literally gave me six months halfway house because they could see in my paperwork how literally I had told the guy who I got the drugs from, I'm only doing this this one time. Mm-hmm. This isn't what I do. You know, all these, are, don't bring no guns and no dogs around my house. I'm not into all that type of stuff. It's in the paperwork. They could see all those. So they knew that that wasn't something that I was just doing. I had it for two weeks waiting for him to come get it. And when he came to pick it up, everything he was wanting to get was still there. It wasn't like I sold something someone else or nothing like mm-hmm. that. So everything that I got, the <laughs> the DA got all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's just, that's a powerful, man. Your whole, your testimony is, is, is just powerful. 
what God has done with you, and 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 the best is yet to come. Yes, the best is yet to come. You're going to open those those four other five other stores. Yes. I, I believe yeah, that because you have the will and to do it. But moreover, you have the grace of God yes. on your team. Yes, um, I want you to you know just take a few moments if you would mm-hmm. and look into the look into the camera mm-hmm. and just kind of talk to and uh, you know young people who who now know what 30 years ago happened and how it has helped you become who you are. Cause that, that's not who you are. Right. You are what we see. Yes, exactly. A, 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 a well-spoken, powerful, uh, handsome, well-dressed, uh, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, say what you want to say, talk to who you want to talk to in that camera and tell the, tell somebody how they can too. They can have this as well as you. Yes. Um, first of all, um, and you've heard me say this many times and this, the, the truth of the matter is this, you have to put God first. You know, that's just a must. And you'll hear people kind of say that and everything else. But then you have to look at the actions. What are you personally doing that's going to put God first? And so how much time are you giving God each and every day? And that's what's important. And about two years ago, I actually started making sure every day that it started with me praying and meditating. See, oftentimes we'll pray and we'll meditate, but we don't let God actually speak to us. So when you Talk meditate, God actually get to speak back to you. Right. And that's the key is when he speaks back to you where you can listen to what he's saying. So anything that you may have been doing that you know you shouldn't have been doing, God is going to speak that into your heart. And you'll start doing those things less and less and less. Now you've conquered that demon and you can move on to other things. But you, And you continue to pray because life is a, it is a struggle. You know, you have to... Um, sit back and, and say to yourself, you know, why is this happening to me? People will say that, but sometimes why is it, why is it happening to you? Because you're the person that was supposed to happen to, because maybe you are having this happen to you so that you can go help somebody else. When I sit back and look at it now, this is like the first time publicly that I've actually told people about my incarceration. That was over mm-hmm. 30-something years ago. And I appreciate you, you know being what willing I mean? to do it here on But I was wanting to do that because I know it could help somebody. Mm-hmm. And me going through that, it could help somebody. I would never forget when people would call me and be like, or I would call them, obviously, not them calling me when I was there. But um, I know what you're going through. Well, if you haven't been locked up, no, you don't. It's an experience. When you experience something, then you can tell somebody else to go through those experiences. So with me being locked up, being a black male, that doesn't mean that you still can't put yourself in a position to where you actually can become a business owner. You know, you, you can if you put in your mind and say that's what you want to do, but you got to have faith. And we all have heard of the term faith without works is dead. So when you have faith, you can't just sit back and think it's just going to drop out the sky. Mm-hmm. You have to work towards it and, work, and, and go in that direction. And, and God will make it happen for you even, even one way or another. Even in those dark moments, like you brought up on our last show, Joseph, and what had happened to him before his ascension, before his yes. rise to yes. the second in command. Yes. Even in a dark situation. Even in a dark situation, just like Joseph, him going down that dungeon and his brothers coming back through there and everything else and him being Dogging second him in command. Out, all, all, all those things, being jealous of him, you know, all those things, even in dark situations, you know. And, and the good thing about it, I mean, you think about the prodigal son, as dark as that was when he came back. His father went up to him and says, hey, I'm accepting you with open arms. So it's the same thing. Just like when I went away, I felt like I was eating with the swines when I was After locked his up. Pen. You know, right. exactly. But yeah. when I came, I got out. God still wrapped his arms around me, protected me, you know, watched over me. And, and now I'm, I'm blessed beyond what I could have ever even imagined. I never thought I could have a store as beautiful as it is. I knew I would have another it is, business. It is gorgeous. But I didn't think it would be the way that it is. But, but, but God... Just he made a way, man. I'm, and I'm the guy that was houses in foreclosure, cars getting repossessed, 
um, all kinds of things, you know, making eight bucks an hour. But thank God for Barack Obama, the Homestead Act. I still got my home, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, that I've been in for 20 years. But I was close to losing it four or five times in those eight years that I actually was working over at Backracks. Oh, man, listen, yours is a powerful testimony. I love you, brother. I'm glad you, to meet you, thank man. You. What you do, you know, I want I want to say this, you know, just before I turn uh, turn to, to close out our show. Al gives in ways that he hadn't talked about on the show. He sows into men. Uh, we, we he gave several suits uh, when our with our uh, Kingdom Men's Restoration Men Ministry had a suit drive. He gave several suits. He's given he he he's given multiple discounts. He he sows in the community. He didn't talk about any of those things. He is a giver. That's another component. You should not expect to reap where you have not sown. Exactly. If you have, you're not. One of the things that Kobe Bryant, one quote from Kobe Bryant, as I prepare to close out our show, he said uh, he was asked the question, uh, Al, uh, do you? How do you feel about people uh, who 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 are or who are lazy or who do not (laughs) pursue their dreams the way they want to? Because the person who with your kind of drive, it would seem that that would bother them. He said, No, they don't bother me. People who don't pursue their dreams or don't don't accomplish what they want because they don't have the drive I have, it doesn't bother me. Uh, what bothers me is when people don't pursue their dreams and have strong drive and expect great things to happen for mm-hmm. them. That he said, I think it's really a real tragedy when people expect greatness who haven't put in great work. Mm-hmm. You put in the work, man, Thank and you. I appreciate Thank glad, you. glad Thank to have you. you. Thank you. Thank you Pat. Listen, this has been moves that matter. I'm excited about the guests that we have. I'm, I'm excited about the flow of our show. A lot of that has a lot to, uh, to do with our producer, uh, the owner of Vision Stream Network, uh, Brian Hudson, uh, Brian, Pastor Brian Hudson. He's a fantastic producer. His show ideas and his, his, his just his care and patience with me is just, is just turning our show into something that I'm very proud of. And then, but moreover, I want to give the glory to God. Moves That Matters is a show that's make, saying things to people that is life-changing, if you will listen. We've had go, guests on who are uh, medical doctors trying to help your health. We've had people uh, who have come back from being crack addicts and addicted to methamphetamine uh, who are now authors. Uh, we've brought people on who have overcome abuse and, and, and various uh, various types of things. Our show is well-rounded. We're, we're uh, set up to be a voice to a new generation. Listen, you're always making moves in life. This show asks you one question. Why don't you make your moves some moves that matter? I've been your host, Dr. Clyde Posley Jr. I'm delighted to see you every week here at uh, 7.30 on Tuesdays. You can catch reruns of the show or past video from the show uh, on YouTube. Uh, on drclyposey.com and other social media outlets. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.